for me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt, or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Welcome to Your Next Step. Over the past couple of days, we've been encouraging you to talk. We've said, let's talk. Now, sometimes we've said, let's talk to God, but God's not the only one we talk to, Pastor Doyle. We talk to some others as well. No. I mean, we're called to talk to other people. I mean, that's what the Great Commission is about. Go and make disciples. And and today, we're going to talk about, well, how do I get in a conversation with people? Mm-hmm. Um, how has God changed your life? Are you prepared to begin to share that story with people? Uh, you know, last year, I took a team to Africa, and Jennifer and I did, and we required them all to to learn their testimony, to share their testimony in three minutes or less, and five minutes or less. We helped them you know, work that out. And uh, we took them to Africa, and they were just blown away by how lives were changed because they shared their testimony. They've come home, and they do the same here now. Uh, you can, if you'll just start now, you don't have to go to Africa. Right. I'll save you the flight. Thank you. Oh, man. And and what I've learned over the years is there's there's some, there's four keys, okay, four ways that I've learned that, and love is an acronym to help us get that going. We're going to share that with you today. And so I would like for you to do something, uh, share this podcast, mm-hmm. all right? If you'll share the radio program and podcast with somebody, that's a way to get them talking about God. I, I have a friend who emailed me today, and he said, I shared the Year of the Bible podcast with a friend. He's going through uh, cancer right now. He said, this is exactly what I needed. That's what we're talking about, talking to people about spiritual matters today. Yeah, that can have a huge difference in somebody's life, just having that little 20 seconds of boldness to say, why don't you take a look at this? We hope you will do that. We hope you will take a look at it yourself, because we're getting into Let's Talk here on Your Next Step. What's your story? What's your God story? What do you feel God is inviting to you right now in this season of your life? You're not stuck. You're not stuck in the, in, in the season of your life. You're, you're moving forward. And what's the next step right now? What, what's God saying in your life right now? God is say, opening new opportunities for you. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. What is God inviting you to? I love that question. What do you sense God is inviting you to right now? That is one of the most powerful questions you can ask somebody and then just be quiet and listen. Why do you think that's God? Have your follow-up questions. Because can I tell you this? The people that will listen to me and ask me those questions help me find God so much more quickly than I find on my own. I don't know why that is. Why is it it when you've lost your keys, it helps just to have someone else look with you? Somehow, to have someone do the conversation with us helps us. And that's why you're there, asking the questions. And can I tell you this? One of the joys of helping people know God better and follow God and seek God and do that is is there's a joy that comes in you and you learn things about yourself in the process and God speaks to you when you're on a journey with other people, right? That's the truth. Exodus 20, 22. This is another one of the many passages. Um, it was either last year or two years ago when I was reading through the Bible. 
I took a green pencil, and every time God spoke to someone, I highlighted it in green. I started to freak out. I'm like, God is talking to people all the time. If you read the Bible, God is speaking to people. And yet there's a lot of us who are like, yeah, but he's not going to talk to me. Really? He gave you ears. He gave you a brain. Wonder why he did that. Maybe just so he could hang out with you. What if God was just hoping to hang out with his creation? What a strange thought. Well, I'll let you think about it. Exodus 20, Then the Lord said to Moses, remember Moses? All right. Tell the Israelites this. You have seen for yourselves what I have spoken to you from heaven. Now, I only gave you one verse there because I just, I, I did. The context doesn't matter. Notice this. this. In this case, God has spoken to Moses. Moses has heard him. And then he goes and talks to the people. And he says, tell them. So sometimes God asks us to speak under his authority. Oh, but he wouldn't ask me to do that. I'm just a plebeian. I'm just a freshman. I'm just a rookie. Nope. See, you and I, we put this classification on ourselves. We limit ourselves. I'm not asking you to gather thousands of people and speak. I'm just asking you to talk to whomever gets presented before you, one at a time. And if that grows on to groups of people, wonderful. Way to go. Good job. But God expects his people to speak. And, and, and I just think that, that you and I, we struggle. We, we struggle to speak under God's authority. And, and, and we, we look at what's going on around us and we're like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do. I don't even. Listen, start with what's going on in the culture and the world around us, okay? Today I was reading an article from uh, Faithwire. It's from Christian Broadcasting Network. They put it out there. And, and they have a team last night, Friday night, they had a prayer meeting for Ukraine and Operation uh, Orphan's Promise, and they have a whole team of people there trying to help all the, the women and the children that are trying to escape Ukraine right now, and they're just, it's heart-wrenching, the stories, okay? There are people showing up there with buses claiming to be part of helpful organizations. They're lying, and trying to take whole groups of people into human trafficking. And so this group of Christians is just praying for the evil to be exposed and for that to be sorted through. The, the, the people along the border with Poland are just, they, they're amazing. The border guards are working 24 hours a day just to help the people get through. And they're like, there are thousands upon thousands, and we know this is happening but we can't stop it. We can't see it all because it's, it's just such a flood of humanity. And evil always... Now, why is this important? Well, you and I can just have a conversation. Why do you think, why do you think people would behave that way? See, how can people argue 
that you and I are not sinful by nature when we hear this. That's the sinful nature of our humanness. Only God can cure that. Now, can I give you the upside of the story? The, the girl that was, was speaking, she said, one of the amazing things was several years ago, God began to speak to us at Orphan's Promise, and he began to challenge us to leave Ukraine and, and, and live on the border of Ukraine and Poland. And she said our entire team over the past several years had moved. We're all across the border. And, and she said it was because God spoke to us and led us. We didn't understand it. And because of that, we're here. We've got all the supplies. We've got things ready to go. And we're able to be on the ground and helping them right now. See, the reason you and I want to learn to talk to God, the reason that we want to learn to pray and recognize His Holy Spirit, His Spirit and His, His presence, so we can be led by Him, so we can respond. But if all we are is about ourselves and we don't ever talk to God and we're not aware of what's going on in the culture, we can't do that. That's what God has called us to. If you, if you look it up, it's Natasha Boom of CBN's Orphan Promise. You can learn more about it. It's, it's amazing. What, what I love about God is when you begin to talk to God and talk to people about God, it'll always change the direction of their life. Okay, When God speaks to you, it changes the direction of your life. No, I've never met anybody. I've never met anyone. Never met anyone when God began to speak to them from His Word and His ways that continued on in the direction they were headed. That's because it is our natural way to be like Jonah that we talked about last week, to run from God. Okay? And it's not easy to submit to God. In Acts chapter 9, verse 4 and 5, the Apostle Paul is on the road to Damascus, and God speaks to him. And it says, He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus who you are persecuting, he replied. Whenever we have a change in direction in our life, it's about this conversation that we have to have about our will and God's will, our way and God's way, our thoughts and God's thoughts or Jesus' thoughts. And if you're wrestling with God right now, you're in the same place that Paul was. And he's, he's struggling in this conversation with God that involves Jesus changing the direction of his life. And right now, if you're doing that, if, you're, if you've been fighting with God and just say, okay, God, I hear you. What is it you want me to do? Okay? Just help me. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. This was the condition of Paul, all right? In, in some ways, you don't want to get in the condition that Paul was because he would, God blinded his eyes and everything, okay? But some of us, we do. We get ourselves in a real pit before we're willing to listen to God. And that's okay. Um, he's, he's good about pulling us out of that. But when you have these conversations with people, when you begin to talk to them, then one of the great questions I like to ask people 
is this. You ever feel like God is trying to do something, but you're resisting him? You ever feel like you're telling God no? Well, how does that, what does that look like? How does that work out for you? What would happen if you told God yes in this area of your life? What do you think would happen? What do you think would be the upside of saying yes to God? Hmm. Can I tell you that's one of my greatest questions to ask people? Learning just to listen and moan with people as they share their life. Can I tell you, if we would do this right now, people would be transformed. We have more resources for you at DoyleJackson.com. We will be right back with more Your Next Step. So, Pastor Doyle, this month we have put together a resource that we believe will bring people closer to God. We want as many people as possible to have it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I think when we're trying to grow in our faith, there's several things that we need to learn about our relationship with God. And so in any relationship, it's a conversation, Mm -hmm. but we don't know how to have that conversation with God. That's what prayer is. It's just talking to God. And so this free resource, it's called the Acts Method, all right? It's to help you get going in your prayer life. We Sometimes we need to go and we're asking God for stuff, and then other times we just need to be in His presence and talk to Him about how He is the great God. He's a wonderful God. We need to adore Him. It's all in this prayer method, and we want to help you do that to get in the habit of praying and seeking the Lord. That's what it's about. Yeah, we've learned how to make conversation with each other. We may not realize that we've learned it, but we have. We need to learn how to make conversation with God as well. This Acts method, I picked it up early in Bible college, have used it for years and years. It really is a great way to enter into that kind of conversational prayer. Yeah, it'll encourage you because you'll begin to feel like, okay, am I covering all the bases? And we've got all four bases, and uh, you're going to get to home plate in your relationship with God. So go get the Pray First Acts Method uh, today. Yeah, we really want you to have it. It is at doylejackson.com. Give us your email. You will get access to the PDF. For the Pray First Acts Method free resource, go to doylejackson.com. Let's continue with your next step. In chapter 2 of Mark, Jesus heals this this paralytic man, all right? His friends bring him to Jesus, and and Jesus says, because of your faith, the friends bringing him, okay? He says uh, to this man, your sins are forgiven. And this upset some of the religious people in, in verse 6 of chapter 2, it says, Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? Jesus, they, they say, Jesus is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God? Well, that's proof that Jesus is God. That's why Mark throws it in here, okay? Immediately, and I have this underlined in my Bible. You ought to underline it, and, and you've got a physical Bible. I don't know how you do that on the digital Bible. It, but underline it. It says, Jesus knew in his spirit. Jesus knew in his spirit what they were thinking. Now, what does this tell me? This tells me a couple things. There are times when you're having a conversation with somebody 
And you just know in your spirit how they're reacting to it. You know what I'm talking about? So Jesus was fully human and he was having that kind of intimacy in this conversation with these people. But can I also tell you, there's another side to that. There are times when you and I are talking to God and we don't say anything to him. But he knows exactly what's going on inside of us. And then he'll say it to us. And we're like, God, why did you say that? I was just thinking about that. That's because God knows us, okay? The The next few verses is how he calls Luke to follow him. Verse 14, as he was walking along, he saw Levi, excuse me, not Luke, but Levi. He saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners, the tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, see, Jesus was listening. Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy you need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And what I love about this is wherever Jesus went, he was interested in our living, where we were living, how we were living. He was interested in us living our life here with God, okay? That's why Jesus ate with them. It wasn't to say that he agreed with their behavior, but he wanted to identify with them and communicate with them, listen to them, and do life with them. Over the years, one of the things I've learned is that women and men are different. But when I want to talk to men, there's something about us. If, if I ask a man a question face-to-face, it's one-on-one. It's like suddenly we're in the octagon. It's something about us as men that we now feel like we need to get somehow get in, in fighting position of some kind. And, and that is not the way to get men to talk, okay? And, and so what I learned over the years, and part of this is because I, I, raised, I raised a couple men, okay? And I'm proud of them. They're, they're, neat, they're neat men. And um, what I learned over the process is, is that if I want to talk to a man, it's better if we're side by side. And so if I want to have a conversation with men, I say, well, hey, um, I'm going to work on this or I'm going to do that. Um, Would you like to come be with me? Or what if we uh, take a ride? The most valuable conversations I have with men are side by side. Okay? Now, because of the way I've chosen to do ministry, I tend to work with men and Jennifer works with women. That's what we do. And part of that is because of our culture and all that stuff. You understand. We're all adults here. At least most of us. There's a baby in the back. but You understand what I'm saying? Women tend to want, you know, a candle on, some coffee, and maybe some background music. 
If I do that with a guy, he's like, are you coming on to me? What are, what is <laughs> now we're back at junior high and out on a date. You know what I'm saying? This sermon has come full circle. All right. But can I, can I tell you this? Okay. If you want to have a conversation with somebody, know your audience. Okay? And let them know they're valued. See, I, I know that, that if you're, you're preparing to meet with somebody, you, that's what you want to do. And Jesus understood. The reason Jesus sat with these guys is he valued them. Anybody that makes dinner for you, Anybody that prepares a place for you values you. So begin to value people. Give them some time and some space. All this baloney that we've been through that would tell you it's unsafe to be with everybody, it's now safe for you to be with them. If you need to, get a table big enough that you're eight feet apart, okay? Whatever, you know? Do what's necessary for the people in your life because they need the love of God that you've got. Um, the last piece on this, I, before I get to the last piece, can I tell you the other thing I learned about men? Men want to be respected. Men want to be trusted. Men want respect. And men want freedom. Okay? Now, this is what I mean. When I'm talking to a man... They don't want to be cornered and forced. Into it. That's why I say freedom. Listen, you should decide for yourself. I just want to show you this. You can decide for yourself, okay? You, could, you can choose to go keep on going down that road. That's fine with me. I, I don't care. I will sleep just fine tonight. I've, I've told you how to solve it. See what I'm saying? Men want to know that, that you respect them, that you trust them. Men want to know that you, 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 you value them, okay? I'll let Jennifer tell you about the women. All right, there you go. <clears throat> How to get people talking. Number one, listen. Just listen. People will talk to you if you listen. You're not listening if you're talking, just as a point of reference, okay? And, and, and can I tell you another line? I say, can you tell me that again? You, you said that you did what? That's always a great listening technique, okay? Observe. What's their body language? If they get un uncomfortable while telling you a part of their story, that's because it was uncomfortable. You might mention that. I noticed that that's a really painful part of your story. Thanks for sharing that with me. That means a lot. Wow. Verify. What I hear you saying is, see, if you will help them, that, that's how you, if you keep this little word love up there, okay, listen, observe, verify, and then finally encourage. That's interesting to me. Tell me some more. What Jennifer and I learned several years ago, a friend of ours taught us, if you will learn to build to develop elephant ears. Imagine on the side of your head, you have elephant ears. And that when you listen to somebody, you're going to wrap your ears around them and you're just going to 
focus only on them. And that's why you've got to be really ready. And I'm telling you, if you will start listening to people and talking to them and just asking those questions, the spiritual things will come up. And you may not have all the answers. That's cool. You say, well, I don't have all the answers. Okay? But I do know God does. And let's look at, let's find it in the Word of God. Okay? All right, so in closing, I give you a prayer again this week. The reason this is important is I want you to start talking to people about God. They are going to be open to talking about God because Easter is coming. Uh, it's, it's the most interesting phenomena around the globe. We can talk about God over the next eight weeks because of Easter. All right? And so I want you to do that. Here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, we need your help. Open our hearts to listen and talk about you. Show us how to share the good news of Jesus. Prepare us to be confident witnesses in Jesus' name. Amen. If you can say that prayer with me, I invite you to stand. And if you're online, I won't know if you stood or not, but say it with us, okay? Here we go. Are you ready? Heavenly Father, we need your help. Open our hearts to listen and talk about you. Show us how to share the good news of Jesus. Prepare us to be confident witnesses in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Let's Talk on Your Next Step. Pastor Doyle, talking is so important, but there is a step after talking. Yeah, I think that it's about building the relationship. And, um, well, let's talk about talking for just one more second. You know, I know, I know men are a little bit different than women. Women like to sit down, have coffee, and look at one another face-to-face. That feels a little bit awkward as men. We're better at watching a football game together, and we're shoulder-to-shoulder facing the event, so to speak, or sitting on a dock fishing and having a conversation about what we're doing, or popping the hood on the car and working on it. I I have two sons, and they will talk to me when we're working together. They'll talk to me but they don't want me to stare deep into their eyes. You know, it's not like some rom-com. And so I think they ought to come to the church next door, come visit us and kind of do some life with us. You know, you can be a part of serving God here. We'll give you an opportunity. You can greet people. You can welcome people in the parking lot. You don't have to have a theological degree to do that, but you do have to have a love of Jesus and want to see the kingdom come. So there's a lot of things you can do. Just come visit and worship at first but begin to serve God with us. Yeah, we got three services, one on Saturday night at 5 p.m., two on Sunday, 9.20 is the first, 11 a.m. is the second. We'll greet you. We'll be happy to see you. If you need some space, we'll understand and give you that as well. But we would love you to stop by 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Try out a service. Gives us a chance to talk some more. And then come back next time. We'll have more Your Next Step. Your Next Step with Doyle Jackson is a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued, but to help keep us on the air, visit doylejackson.com and click Give. That's doylejackson.com. You can also send a check to The Church Next Door. Our address is 5755 Fetter Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Again, that's 5755 F-E-D-E-R Road, Columbus, Ohio, 43228. Please put radio in the memo line. Lastly, if you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. I'm Pastor Doug. 
And Pastor Doyle and I would love to see you next time for your next step.